Force O'Neill, thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 463 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, speaking of Les Schwab, they got something really cool going on. Yeah, the food drive is going on right now, and it is uh, benefiting Food Lifeline. So if you like to help out with someone in our community with food insecurity, do it. Buy some uh, non-perishable food. Take it by a Les Schwab near you. Or you can just bring in some cash. That's what I usually do. The cash actually stretches longer uh, and farther than you could with what you can buy retail because Food Lifeline is able to buy in bulk. Yeah. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about why they're doing hot girl. Hot! There goes a hot girl. Uh, hot girl walks in, in, in Texas. Uh, what about hot guy walks? Uh, we'll talk about why there's just hot girl walks and not why there's hot guy walks. Also, dinner at five, here's why. I rhymed that myself. I'm very proud of that. Hey, you should be an MC. Dinner at five? Yeah, we should all be eating dinner at five, and here's why. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Alex Jones from InfoWars uh, owes some parents from Sandy Hook over... Well, it'll be over $1 billion by the time he gets done with this lawsuit. He already lost another lawsuit to the tune of $49 million. He had a billion dollars to that. And then there's more lawsuits on the way. I thought what was really interesting about this is parents were crying. Uh, and let's not forget, Alex Jones called one of the, the, the dead girls a whore. A little girl. That died in that school. He called her a whore. If that was my son, he'd be dead. I'm surprised he's still alive. I don't know how one of those parents has, how how they have not gone and killed him. I am not encouraging people to do that, but I, I, I have no idea why he's still alive. And you know what he did? He didn't go to the courtroom. He didn't want to face those parents. He didn't want to face that judge. Because in a civil trial, he doesn't have to. So he stayed at home like the coward he is. He got on his microphone. And he begged for money. He has made hundreds of millions of dollars that way. They say he's probably worth about a quarter of a billion dollars. Ron, what say you about Alex Jones? Because I think you might have a unique perspective on this because he's a broadcaster and you're a broadcaster. And a lot of what Alex Jones is doing has now dripped into our politics. And I think this is a very big issue and hopefully a turning point for what is happening when it comes to 
a lot of these conversations about things that really aren't happening, but you convince people they are, and then you ask them for their money. This is no different than what Jim Baker used to do when he ran the PTL club into the ground and went to the federal prison for it uh, in the 1980s. I'm pretty amazed when you look at what Alex Jones has done. Uh, that it's just a civil matter, and he doesn't even have to show up on court. Yeah, I, th- I was fascinated with this, and, and I actually went down the rabbit hole a couple times of, of they have the videos. Uh, it's not court TV, but it's like it's like a YouTube version of court TV where you just get the raw video feed uh, from these trials, and I would watch some of the cross-examinations, some of the opening arguments and closing arguments. And, and so I, I spent more time than I've, I, I probably should have watching this trial. And, and I'm hoping that for it's, it's not going to work for everybody, but I'm hoping that there is a segment of his audience that will reconsider the concept of a fact and the concept that there is objection, objectionable truth or objective truth that exists in the world. And so his, his entire thing was shrouded in, in the Second Amendment of like, I can, I can say whatever I want. And in his mind, and we heard this with someone like a, you know, an Aaron Rodgers, I'm a, I'm a free thinker. I'm a free thinker. And the, the, the free thinker concept is like, I'm going to examine all the what ifs. What if these are crisis actors? And what if this is you know, the government trying to take away our guns. And what if, so you throw out all these what about and what if, and what about Hillary and what about, uh, you, you, you try to create this swirl of, of a badge of honor because you're a free thinker. But being a free thinker and being open-minded are not the same thing. And so the, the, there has to be an establishment of fact. And when you have a sheriff, let's say, when you have a sheriff come out and say, these children were murdered. I was in the building. I walked by and, and knelt down uh, next to all of these dead bodies. And they, they stand at a podium and they say that. At a certain point, you, is, it, is it possible that that's a hoax? Maybe. But the chances of that are so small. No, it's not possible as a hoax. It's not possible. It's, po- not, even it's a not. No, no, it, it's not. It's right. Not even, it's, so it, we need to it, get I, to. The- it, it, we have to say because my son might possible. listen to this in fifty years when we're dead. It is not possible. No, because because so, history yeah, will want to know where we stand and, on these things. I, I, I get, yeah, I get so what you're saying. I, I was trying to be a free thinker there. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that some people. I, I don't think Alex Jones is dug in. I think Alex Jones has lost his soul. He doesn't even believe doesn't anything believe that he's doing. This is all manipulation he's, to sell boner pills. He's effing pills. Jim and Tammy Baker. That's what right. he is. This, this is all a scheme to sell boner pills and supplements that don't work, yep. that are not FDA approved. Right. So I'm hoping, though, that some people in his audience will go, wait a minute. Like, I believe in justice. I believe in fairness. These multiple courts in multiple different cases where multiple judges, multiple juries, different attorneys had to present evidence. You had to go through and you showed documents from his company. You showed the web traffic numbers. You had witnesses and employees uh, take the stand and testify under oath, under a penalty of perjury of going to jail. 
and they came to these verdicts, I'm hoping that there will be a segment of his audience that goes, okay, I'm going to believe facts now. I'm going to believe that when a coroner comes out and issues a report uh, about a murdered child, that that was real. Yeah, I can't I can't understand begging for money because I've asked for money. I don't think I've ever begged, but I've asked for money. And, and over the years, as far as we can calculate, uh, you guys have helped us give to, I think, over 400 things that we love and care about. You've never begged for money for yourself, though. Nah, nah, I, I can on it. Yeah, I've never put a dollar or a dime in my pocket. In fact, when people used to hand me money, hey, I hear you're doing something on the radio station. I'm like, no, I can't take that. You can drop it off at the radio station. You can mail it to the radio station. I don't. T- I won't take a dollar or a dime of yours and even put it in my pocket because it's so important to me that people know where their money is going. And so for him to be such a coward. To not even go stand in that courtroom, right? And then, and then to broadcast this live. And it is absolutely disgusting he's what he doing was doing. He's doing a reaction video to the verdict being read. Yeah, he's calling himself the billion-dollar man. And now he's doing what politicians do. You, he's you, the victim now. You will use this. Yeah, exactly. You will use this as a victim to go out and pad your pocket. So think about this. Is, this, is, this, is, this is what politicians do. And this is what even entertainers and broadcasters do sometimes is they create a problem or an issue or division. And then they become the only answer for that, right? They become the only answer. And I think the, the hard skill to learn, and, and I know this is running a little bit long, but I'm curious of how you've done this. We want the world to be a certain way. Everybody wants the world and imagines the world to be a certain way. And then something will happen where it's not that way where what you thought was going to happen is wrong. And it hurts to, to sort of swallow that pill and go, wow, I really, really wanted this to be true or this to happen. And it's not, um, how, how did, how do you handle that? And how did you handle that? Or because that, that, that's what we're dealing with here is people going, I want the world to be this way. And no matter what evidence comes my way, I'm never going to believe it. Yeah. I don't know if I want the world to be a certain way. I think I did when I was younger, but I, I don't. I, I don't think I want it to be a certain way, and I and I know that life is not fair, and I know that life can be hard, and I know from the hard things, uh, you know, and this is just being a dad. We 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 can build confidence and connection and have great experiences. I I would just I, I would just encourage people to. You, you, when you're watching CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News, those are not news stations. Those are people, those are mostly idiots dressed up in suits pretending to share the news with you. And all they're doing, all they're doing is telling tales. Whenever you hear a guy say the spin stops here, that's where the spin begins. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, I want to thank everybody that stopped by Le Schwab over the past 10 years, and you've helped fight hunger. That's right. They're doing it again at Le Schwab. They have a big campaign going on, and we want you to be a part of it. Ron, it's brought to you by Aramark, Food Lifeline, and they're teaming up with Les Schwab to help everyone out this holiday season, right? Yeah, it could not be easier to help folks in our own communities with food insecurity. You can do a, this a couple of ways. Number one is uh, when you're at the store, pick up some non-perishable food items, 
Take them to your local Les Schwab. They will have a big box in the lobby. You can put the food in the box. Number two, if you're lazy like me and you don't feel like doing that, you can just pull in when it when it comes to mind. Maybe you're listening to this podcast in the car and you see a Les Schwab up the road, pull into the parking lot and just give them cash out the door. You don't even have to get out of the car. Number three, you can call them if you want to do it uh, over a credit card. All right. So if you're like, if you've been impacted by food insecurity in your life and you're doing a little bit better this time around, Around, uh, why don't you help out with Food Lifeline and Les Schwab and Aramark? Yeah, there you go. My son and I go every year. We fill up a box, and it's something that's great to do with your kids, you guys, because they understand then just how valuable uh, food is and how fun it is, important it is to help people in the community. Les Schwab, they've been doing the right thing, and we get to partner with them since 1952. When the Martin family wanted to buy a house in Seattle for their son, Connor, after he got out of college, they turned to Ron and Don. Sent a message in their little portal. Got a message back within about five minutes from Don, and he set up a phone conference for about a half hour later. About two days later, we were out touring houses with him. Before they started working with Ron and Don, the Martins kept getting outbid. They just didn't realize how competitive the market is. But the guys worked tirelessly to find them the right house and then came up with a winning strategy to get it. They said, if we go in at this amount, we think we can we think we think can jump ahead and have people close before uh, they intended to. And sure enough, it worked out. I don't think we'd have this house if, if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. And now their son has the perfect place for him and his two dogs. And the Martins say they couldn't have been more impressed with Ron and Don. I think both of them said at some point when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. It, they seemed very enthused for uh, you know a deal to get done and for us to be successful. And that felt really good. They were passionate and they, they were just honest and straightforward and uh, no, everything's great. Uh, you know, I definitely would recommend it. And if you're ready to buy like the Martins or sell, your journey starts with a Ron and Don sit down at ronanddon.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 463. Some new research out. Ron, where do you land on this? Uh, boy, every time I start digging into diets, and I know that you've been digging into this, uh, we're here now. You shouldn't diet. You shouldn't... What should we say? You, you you see a lot of these weight loss clinics out there. I know that you've been a part of one. They say that the weight always comes back, which it seems like I know 20 people, especially in broadcasting, that have gone to these weight loss clinics. These weight loss clinics disappeared, and now some of them have come back. And, and I don't know anyone that has kept the weight off, and when the weight comes back, they weigh even more. So what are your thoughts on weight, weight loss clinics? What are your thoughts on dieting? And there's a lot of people now they are saying, hey, you know what we should do? We should have a time of day, they call it, where we feed ourselves. And then we should be, there should be a time of, of day where we don't eat at all. So a lot of people now are skipping breakfast and they're saying, I'm going to take this eight hour window, this 10 hour window, I'm going to eat whatever I want. And then for the rest of that time, I'm going to fast, intermittent fasting. Uh, what have you been learning? Um, I think... This is going to be an unsatisfying answer. I think it depends. Uh, and it depends on 
on a lot of different factors. And I'll throw out some scenarios the way I think about this. I, I did go to a one of these keto places and I lost like 60 something pounds on that. And I kept it off for about five years. I did gain uh, a lot of weight back on during COVID. And part of that, I think, was just going through the trauma of COVID. So like I, I, I don't necessarily blame the specific program or the concept of ketosis for that. Uh, you know, I'm the one that was eating and drinking during COVID as a stress reducer. So, and you weren't the only one. <laughs> right. So like, I, I think that once in a lifetime pandemic is, is a pretty good excuse to eat a macaroni and cheese. So, um, so the reason why I say it depends so like, let, there are so many scenarios out there and, and the, what I've come to believe is find the thing that works for you. So for instance, I, I did a pretty deep dive into intuitive eating. So what intuitive eating says is to like, you know, divorce yourself from this diet culture, uh, divorce yourself from there being good foods and bad foods. There's a lot of concepts in there that, that I agree with. At the same time, uh, for me, I like myself better in a weight range. And it's not the weight range I'm in right now. And so, and I know part of that is driven by vanity, but part of it's also driven by, by health. Part of it is also driven by fitness and just the way that my body feels, the way I, the clothing fits, the, how much endurance I have, like how strong I feel. And, and so I don't think it's necessarily invalid to say, yeah, part of this mix is vanity. Now, if 90% of it's vanity, like if you're already in a healthy weight range and you're just envious of someone else's physique um, and you're like, that's the only thing driving you, I think that can be unhealthy. But I think acknowledging that, yeah, part of this, I, I just like how I look and I like how I feel at this weight. And then I'll the final thing I'll say is this. I think you find what it works for you. There's some research that talks about that intermittent fasting that's good but like for someone like you i just listened to a big i sent you this big podcast with two medical doctors where a guy that's been doing this for 50 years researching is like no for someone like that wants to maintain muscle growth you you need to eat breakfast you need to have specific macros for that breakfast to trigger muscle growth i trust that guy because he's like go read my my peer-reviewed published articles in scientific america in the journal of of medicine like these are these are not in health magazine this is a peer-reviewed scientific journal i have dozens of published articles ab across multiple disciplines with multiple co-writers go look at my work and then come back and tell me i'm wrong he didn't say it that way he's a very friendly guy but it's like i want to listen to that guy I want to listen to this medical doctor that's a research physician that says, here's my study. Here's how I laid it out. This is what, you know, what we found. Um, and it, it's, it's not skip breakfast. Um, it is eat 30 grams of protein for breakfast so that your body triggers this mTOR chemical to tell your body to build muscle. So like, I'm going to listen to that guy. And even like he talked about the different types of protein, whey protein versus plant-based protein. It's like, Okay, he's done the research at a college that I've heard of in Illinois. Like I know that university. It's not some university institute in, you know, a foreign country. It's an actual legitimate college. And so it's like I'm going to take my information from him and 
but the, at the end of the day, what works for you? What makes you feel better? What make, gives you the result that you want? And so for me, I know if I want to lose weight in a relatively quick manner, that keto is the only thing that's ever worked for me. Yeah, and if you want to do some fasting, do some fasting at, at night and overnight. You know, for a lot of us, uh, especially if you work at home, you have an office at home, that, I that's when we start eating and snacking and that adds up, right? So they say the reason why we might want to try dinner at five, and here's why, is it gives your body time to process all that food and to use it, right? And if we eat too late in the day and then we go to sleep and we sleep on that, you don't sleep very well. I know I don't. If, I, if, if, if I'm eating later at night, I don't sleep at all, right? I kind of toss and turn. And then, and then when I wake up, Oh, I feel kind of bloated from whatever I had the night before. But if, but if I eat early and we try to hit a window at our house between five and six, and then and then as we sleep through the night and we get up in the morning, and I still fast in the morning three times a week, uh, and I have some specific reasons for doing it, and it works well for me. Uh, it, it it's it it it's important that five o'clock hour. A lot, a lot of people think you 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 fast in the morning and then I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. For the rest of the day, uh, that's kind of a model as well. And, and and I think when you're younger, that's okay, but I don't think that's super helpful. And even if you're doing the fasting and you're just loading up on carbs and you're lo- loading up on processed food and you're loading up on cured meats and you're loading up on salt, I, th- I think you can fast all you want. And I don't ultimately, maybe you're not carrying as much weight. Uh, but it's going to blow your heart up in time. So this is, and, and people make fun of me. They come over and if you go look at my refrigerator right now, people are like, do you even eat over here? And it's like my son and I, and even when I don't have, I go to the store every day and we plan a dinner and we buy what we're going to have for dinner. And then we'll, we'll cook it together. We'll create it. Uh, my son, and we'll talk about this in a future podcast about why it's important to eat together. And this has nothing to do with fasting. It's just uh, the human-to-human connection. But I find when we do that and we really think about the meals that we're going to have and we walk through the store together and we have discussions about what would you like to eat tonight and then we talk about his lunch tomorrow because usually his lunch tomorrow might be a leftover from the night before and then he's involved uh, in the cooking and in the presentation. I, I find that to be very helpful. And if I eat earlier in the evening – uh, like when I get up this morning and I go to the gym, boom, I'm, re- I'm, I'm ready to roll. Yeah. So. And that you figured out a thing that works for you and you're conscious about it. And when you were talking about that, I flashed on people in Spain that don't do dinner till midnight Yeah, that are perfectly fit and healthy, completely different diet than the American right. diet though. Yeah. So, but they found a way that it works for them. So find what works for you. Trust people that actually know what they're talking about. If it's on some blog or some you know, magazine where it's not peer reviewed scientific studies. Like most of it is garbage. Yeah. All right. Hot girl walks in Texas. Let's talk about it next. Hey, it's Ron here. I'm with Mitch Weeks. Uh, you hear him on the podcast, Mitch.loans. Mitch, interest rates seem high right now. Is the housing market imploding? 
No, it isn't. Especially in big markets like King County, Seattle, where we live, there's still a lot of people making a lot of money who want to buy. There are some buyers who are a little skittish, who are waiting for things to drop, but as soon as they see a little drop, they're going to pounce. So the most I can see in the short term is a tiny little drop. It's still a great time to buy. And with rates expected to drop in the next two years, then you can refi out and just be in the house that you purchased for a bit of a steal right now without the competition. Is there a way for me to get a better interest rate than what I see when I look it up online? There are. There are a lot of solutions. We're talking about adjustable rate mortgages. We're talking about interest rate buy-downs and a lot of really creative things that uh, we lenders like to do in markets like this to so save money. It sounds like if I'm a buyer, I should not be in freak-out mode. You should not. No, you should keep looking and you should be grateful that you have an opportunity finally in this market to be a little patient and have a little power. All right. Reach out to Mitch, Mitch.loans, set up a meeting, Mitch.loans. Let's get you in the buying pool right now. All right, you guys, uh, welcome back to the Ron and Don show. I heard that there's some hot girl walks uh, going on in Texas. We lived in Texas. There are beautiful women there, but I never I, I never saw a hot girl walk. What's going on? I actually love this, this concept. So there was uh, uh, some people on TikTok, and this started with some uh, women in their 20s. And a, a woman had moved recently for work, you know, kind of her first big career move, and was feeling lonely and was feeling like, man, I don't always want to go out to the club or go to happy hour or whatever. And, and you and I went through this when we lived in New Orleans. Like everything revolved around going to Bourbon Street or going, going out and partying. And so she thought, how can I build some community and do this in a way that, that's not just revolving around these negative behaviors? And so she went on TikTok and said, all right, I want to start a hot girl walk. And she said, the hotness is not physical appearance per se. The hotness is a hot attitude in life. And so she's like, when we go on the girl walk, the hot girl walk, um, here's what's going to be hot about it. One is we're not going to talk about uh, romance or failed relationships. We're not going to gossip and we're going to talk about uh, having a good mental health space. And so I think those were the three things. So she's like, these are the rules. We're going to show up at this this public spot. Here's the time. We're going to do our hot girl walk. And hopefully you can connect with uh, someone else of similar age or interest or ability level or whatever. And let's be hot and keep our conversation in our mind around these things. And so this woman showed up. She posted this on TikTok. She shows up the first time thinking that no one would be there. And there was like five or six other women that had seen the, the thing on TikTok, showed up at this trailhead. They walked uh, for a couple miles, had a good time. They took videos. Everyone posted it on their socials. They did it the next time, and there were several hundred women that showed up that, uh, that affiliated with like, I'm feeling lonely too. I don't want to sit here and just dwell and complain and, and uh, on negative things or negative relationships. And so this hot girl walk movement has blossomed. And so now folks are meeting up multiple times a week. Uh, at the end, sometimes they do go get chips and salsa. And it's developed, blossomed into some friendships. Uh, it, it's a really, I think, a beautiful concept. Yeah. This made me think of my friend Christy Peterson, who I've known for decades. And uh, Christy owns a modeling agency here. And she struggled. She's a, she's a, she's addicted to sugar, and I could share that because she talks about 
And she struggled with her addiction to sugar for years. And so a number of years ago, she decided, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop this behavior. When you stop a behavior, though, you have to start a behavior. Because whatever you stop doing, you, you end up finding out that it gives you a lot of space in life. And then you have to ask yourself, what am I going to do with all this space? And a lot of times when I used to work after work, I would go a couple times a week and I would sit at the Nickerson Saloon, right? Just down the street from me. And I'd end up walking home and sometimes an hour turn into two and then a friend would stop by, turn into three, turn into four. Well, when I said, yeah, I'm going to be a dad now. I'm not going to sit at a saloon. What I found out is it gave me all this space, right? This new space, which is exciting or it can be terrifying because what am I going to do with that space? Anytime I see someone and they're like, I quit drinking, but I'm miserable. Or I quit smoking, but I'm miserable. I quit doing drugs, but I'm miserable. I quit doing sugar, but I'm miserable. The, the miserable part should last a couple weeks, but it shouldn't last a couple months or years or for a lifetime. And and chances are what has happened when people are miserable, and, and I see this a lot of times with people, they, they go out clubbing and they're out with their friends and they're drinking and they're doing shots and doing some Coke in the bathroom or whatever it is. And, and then all of a sudden they decide that they don't want to do that behavior anymore. So they're not doing those things. They've constrained those things, but they're still going out with the same friends, the same places. And their friends are still doing all that stuff and, and they're missing it. They're absolutely missing it. This is what Christy did, which is really cool. She started to do a hot girl walk with herself and it started just going to places like Discovery Park and going upstairs. Now she goes up those stairs every Wednesday and Friday at different parts uh, around the, the city. She invites women to come along. And there are dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens of women now that come along. She turned this in. There's an app. And if you haven't checked out this app, it's called All Trails. And All Trail, like when I went up to the Enchantments, and that's 21 miles in about an 11-hour period, I was on the All Trails app when I did that. Or I just did something called the, uh, the Burroughs Trail on Rainier, which is about 12 miles. And I did that on my All Trails app, okay? So... You can go on these walks sometimes, and I go with my friend. In this case, I went with my friend Liz. Donna's going to do all the trails. Yeah. So, 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 what's really cool? What's really cool about that? She has so many women now that are doing these walks with her, and the stuff she writes and what she's discovering, and it's all pot. They went out and they bought a bus. Now they got a bus, so they get on the bus and they use the bus to go do these walks. That's cool. And then they use the bus to uh, actually go to concerts and do a lot of fun stuff. And, and, and the great thing is it has totally changed her life. It, it completely has changed the way that she's looked, the health that she has, the way she feels about herself, because she was willing to step into something and say, okay, I'm going to quit doing this behavior, but now I'm going to do something to fill in the gaps, and then I'm going to invite other women that are of like mind to come along and be a part of that. She sent me something yesterday and she said, Hey, we're going to go on this walk. You should come. And it's, it's, it's like a 21 mile walk with an increase of over 5,000 feet of elevation. That, that is not the enchantments, but it's boy, that's not a walk around discovery park either. So just remember that. I just want to encourage people. If you're going to stop doing something here, what are you going to fill it in with? Uh, and sometimes that's just part of the journey, trying to figure out what that thing is. Okay, you guys? Anyway. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate you. And we also understand and appreciate the fact that there's a lot of people right now that are facing insecurity, uh, food insecurity. I went into a store yesterday. 
to buy two chicken breasts. Two chicken breasts, really small chicken breasts because I need that protein. And it was $16. Yeah. In the store. This isn't going into a restaurant. Two chicken breasts, nothing else, pre-cooked. And you could tell that it was just frozen chicken breasts that they had warmed up in the back. $16. And I go in and, and, and I'm really amazed how expensive food and everything has become, Ron. And that's why Food Lifeline and Les Schwab is so important. Yeah, we've been partnering with Les Schwab for over a decade. Right now, you can buy non-perishable food, take it to any Les Schwab, put it in the box for the next three weeks or so. Or you can just give them cash. So if you're driving around listening to this podcast right now and you see a Les Schwab, pull into the parking lot. You can give them $5, $10, whatever you have in your wallet. Uh, They'll run out and get that from you. It all goes to Food Lifeline, and they can really stretch those dollars and buy in bulk. So if you need us for your real estate journey, um, email me, ron at ronandon.com. Don is at ron, don at ronandon.com. Our website's ronandonsitdown.com. Let's gear up. A lot of people start to get distracted right now. You got Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas, so the holiday season. Um, this is the time if you want to be a buyer that strategically we can really help you get into the house of your dreams. If you want to be a seller, let's start that process so we can really get you top dollar. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. There'll be another episode out tomorrow. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time in about 24 hours. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.